Hello listener, welcome to our podcast, Just What the World Needs, another podcast. Prepare to listen to my wife and I blabber on about everything, anything, and nothing, not much, but also mostly uninformed. Available where you get all much better podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Please hit subscribe and begin this journey with two tuckers off cuff thank you what is that smell (laughs) 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 that's so good Singing. No, because now I know you press record. <laughs> yeah. I want to pick her up. I want to pick you up singing. Go sing a little bit, go on. Oh, tonight will be the night that I will fall for you over again. <laughs> Don't make me change my mind. I won't live to see another day. I swear it's true. <laughs> A girl like you is impossible to find. <laughs> impossible to find. She's good, isn't she? Are you researching right now? Yep. <laughs> you is? can start. Yeah. Oh, you. Okay. All right. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Two Tuckers Off Cuff. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Gets me every time. I don't get it. Last two weeks in a row, I've done it really well. This is weird. Um. Okay. Again, special guest Tanley in the house. How you going? I'm good. In the house. In the house. So I'm Trav Tucker. And I'm Nat Tucker. And I'm Tanley Tucker. Yay. All right. Um, can I just let you both know that we are the fastest growing podcast in Australia? No way. Yes. In society and culture. Society and culture. So... The fastest growing podcast yeah, I don't know. in Australia. It's the weirdest thing because, you know, I want to say thanks to the Boss Babes for it, but I don't know if it's legit or not. But I got these two emails randomly from some randoms that obviously look after or track podcasts and obviously mm-hmm. want you to use their stuff. So one email said that we're the fastest growing podcast in Australia, thanks to the Boss Babes. Oh, no, sorry. We're, sorry, we're not 54 in, in, in Australia, society and culture, yeah. Um, so the position 50 in the category of society and culture in Australia and position 84 in the category of society and culture in New Zealand. How good is that? So good. So thank you to those who rated us and reviewed us. Thanks to Shazza and Dazza, which we're assuming is <laughs> Sharon, Sharon Griffiths. Griffiths. And <laughs> S. Zimbo, which is Sandra Zimbalani. And uh, some other person which didn't doesn't have a name. It's just a bunch of letters. So, But thank you to them too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's across... Uh, I, we had three reviews. No, four. <laughs> <laughs> four reviews. Oh, my God. Three people. No, they're awesome. Like, thank you, Tuckers. Fun band to look forward to more. Such a gorgeous couple. Oh. And uh, love this episode. Crack me up listening to the word game and your easy banter. Mm-hmm. How good's that? So good. Um, so, yeah, I just want to get that off the bat. Um, one thing we do need to talk about is Tenley's hospital visit. 
we've kept this from you because oh. we wanted to discuss it with you. Okay. Um, give me we the wanted you, We wanted to give you the experience that we had. Tenley was extremely sick for about five days, had uh, the worst headache, the frontal front temple of your forehead and uh, dizzy and couldn't look around too well and basically laid in bed and then ended up quite uh, vomiting badly. For quite vomiting. Quite vomiting badly. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I was trying to say quite ill and vomiting, but, mm. I, but I stuffed quite it up. Quite vomiting. So vomiting badly for a few days in a row and it got quite concerning and we got to a point where we thought we'd better take the doctor. I took you to the doctor. doctor said, um, take these that will stop your nausea and help stop you throwing up, which did help. Uh, we waited another day and then we thought we actually should take you to the hospital. So the next day you and I went on a little adventure to the hospital, didn't mm. we? Yes. So together we drove over to the hospital, Flinders, not knowing where to go, never been to the emergency uh, area before. So we just walked in the normal entrance at Flinders. All right. She's just researching. She's not involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You walked into the... So we went to Flinders. Flinders. Yeah, yeah. And we um, went to the, the normal way in, yeah. not knowing where to go. Yeah. Oh, walk you went in. the normal door, not the yes, emergency. Yes, I'm saying, because I didn't know where the emergency was. So I walk in the normal door, thinking it's just this way, go up to the first counter, hello, can you help us? Need to. My daughter's been throwing up and has bad uh, headache and that, you know, where should we go? She was extremely helpful. She's like, yeah, no worries, just go this way. And she literally actually started walking us. She's like, okay, we've got to go back around, you've got to go back over to the other side and around. And she was taking us there and I said, oh, that's great. I think we can figure it out. So then we go off. And we go past, you know, where the little cafe is there, where the emergency kind of is, and that's where the ambulances go, which I didn't realise. Go up in there. There's a um, another counter. We go in, another counter. Sort of go in around a little circle to another counter. Again, thought it was really sick, blah, blah, I need to get to emergency. Oh, emergency, yep, no worries. Just got to go back around there and through this bit here. I'm like, where are we going? Where is this emergency? So we go back out a, like a circle-wise where we came in, and there's a big sign that says emergency. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Big red sign in an elevator. Mm-hmm. So we go get in the elevator, go up to emergency, then go to the emergency. Did all the usual stuff. They took all their details. They were super helpful as usual. Then we had to go around a triage, which then we go and wait again. This all kind of happened pretty quick. Get to a point and she says, okay, go wait in the waiting room. Someone will be with you. We see a sign up that says six and a half hours. I'm like, I hope we're not here for six and a half hours. Someone came pretty quick with about half an hour, took us through to another section. And then I'm thinking, we're moving along pretty good because we're getting to like a really legit area. So we're waiting there. Next thing, after about 10 minutes, another doctor comes through, an actual legit doctor this time, not just sort of, I guess, nurses or orderlies or whatever. And he was not, he's an Indian gentleman. I'm saying, only saying that because he had a bit of an accent. And he goes, uh, yes, Tenley. And we were like, yeah, excellent, let's go. So takes him to another room and with him are like three or four other lot of doctors What with like, Shadowing him? Like they must have been student doctors yeah. that were just following him. to. Or unless they something serious was going on, they needed some expert opinions. No, I think they were student doctors. So they've got like this little trolley with the laptop on it, all this sort of stuff, and he starts asking you all sorts of questions. Do you want to take over from here or? I don't know. <laughs> See, like he's... he just so – I get sat in a chair and I'm sitting in this big comfy chair, which was very different to the chairs we had to wait in, which was nice. And um, he like, the first thing he asked me is, so you're having chest pains? And I'm like, 
no, that's not why I'm here. Yeah, and we thought that's we straight like, away, but then like, we thought that might like share a look, and we're like, should we like be checking out if, like what's going on? But they know what's going on, so we yeah, we trust well, them. Yeah. So here, and I'm like, oh no, I've I've had a what could be a migraine for the past like seven days, and I've been throwing up from it as well. And then so he like checks me out, like pushes on my head, asks if it hurts, checks how my breathing is, checks my heart rate, whatever. And then next thing he goes back over to his little group and, he, oh, wait, no, that happened afterwards. Yeah, I think. Hold on, this bit happened first. I yeah. I just tell stories like dad where I get all mumble jumbled. <laughs> and I, So before that he goes to me, do you have a history of migraines in your family or anything? And I was like, I don't get migraines. And then I point over to dad and I go, but he gets migraines. And then the doctor looks over to dad and goes, who are you, the partner? <laughs> And I'm like, no, that's my dad. Like, I'm the dad. Because otherwise that would be irrelevant if he gets migraines. Because I said, yes, I get migraines. When I said I get migraines, he's like, are you the partner? I was like, why would why would I tell you that? Like, we're not related if you were my partner. But I was like, no, that's my dad. And it was like the most, oh, sorry. It was like the most awkward like moment where yeah. he just stared. Oh, we're like, going to tell everyone. I've mean in the meantime, I've gone in the city to see my clients. So yeah. that's why. And you handle this kind of thing better with Tenley because um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not very good when Tenley gets sick. But then, then he so goes. So you're there without me. I've gone into the city to get to yeah, see. Yeah, well, my you were preparing clients. to go in. I think by that time because yeah, we were yeah, early. Was, we yeah. got to the hospital by like eight, yeah. uh, eight in the morning. Yeah. And by this time it was like nine. So it'd been about an hour so yeah, far. Yeah. So he awkwardly. Thought the two of you were a couple. Yeah, yeah. So, how did you feel about the fact that that's what you? I, it's funny you because would pull, the only, the only, well, the only thing that came to my mind is because I had a mask on, maybe you couldn't see my. Beard. Did you both have a mask on? I think mine was like down. Yeah, and I, but mine mask was up, so. But he couldn't see those cute little wrinkles around your eyes. Oh, I said to Tenley, "Do I have young eyes?" He's like, "Sure, <laughs> Dad." Yeah. I was like, "I don't think you'd put us two together, but." But I was just like, no, that's my dad. And it, he was so awkward. He was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, very sorry. You look very young to dad. He yeah. goes. And then he goes back <laughs> over to his little group and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes, your rat test came back positive. You have COVID. Tell me, and and, then, I'm and then he walks back off again. No, you didn't no. even have a rat test. And then, he on, goes, yeah. and then he goes, but it's weird because your symptoms oh, yeah. aren't you like, don't have symptoms, they're not yeah. with COVID symptoms. So you're having like, uncommon symptoms and i'm sitting there going oh, i didn't do a rat test like i'm sitting there going did they yeah, like he, shove something up my nose and yeah, i didn't even notice we didn't see so quickly <gasps> like that it was like but did nothing. they do something and i didn't notice like did they take my blood and yeah. i don't know and um and so i i they're all like going around well, he, like he, he, they're he all went, talking they with went the laptop again and we're like telling them like what's going on so i like yell out i'm like i didn't do a rat test yeah, and, and they were like, one of the dogs was like, huh? Hey, but there's no been no rat test. And they're like, you're Emily, right? Emily, Emily. And, like, <laughs> and we were like, oh no, no this is Tenley. And they're like, looking around, going, where's Emily? Yeah. <laughs> what room is this? This is room seven, is it? And, the, the, and they're like, yeah. It no. Just, where's room six? Like the way he's like, he like even the, like mumbled her name, and along with the accent, it really sounded like he said my name. It did. It sounded like Emily, like Tenley, like yeah. Emily. It really got us. Yeah. And I guess we were tired and whatnot, just thought we were going along with it. So you said, yes, I'm Emily. Like, yeah. Well, we just got up and went, yep, and followed him to the next room. Oh so then, God. So then we had to go um, back to the room where we were, which was literally just right next door, which is fine. So that room had a real awesome seat. The next room had like 
like like shitty like the um, most uncomfortable like airport seats. Oh, so you're in the, the better room being Emily. Yeah. yeah. So they're like the airport Emily. seats. They're the sh- and, and then, so go. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say because then they found Emily eventually, and she's oh, like Emily. in a bad way. Like she was <gasps> really, really bad. She sounded like she was dying. Oh no! She's, her, but she had COVID, so. She was like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. she couldn't even. She sounded like she couldn't. How young was she? Don't know. Oh, she never seemed like her. like I saw her. She oh, got her? wheeled out. Like she looked like mid thirties. Oh, right. Um, and then so then we're in that room. Then we're waiting, and then we're waiting. And then you're no longer important. Yeah, and, then, and that's when we waited and waited. And then another. So then another gentleman comes in. Uh, I was going to say victim for a second. <laughs> another um, patient came in and went in where Tenny was. He's got someone with his hand and the rooms are super close, right? And this is the bit you're probably glad you weren't there for. Oh, no. He's like fully – they're not even talking loud. They're just like, yeah, so this happened, this happened. But it sounds like we're literally on them, mm. doesn't it? It mm. sounds like we're, we're standing next to them. And he's like, oh, yeah, I work at a timber place and I cut my hand on a bandsaw. His knuckle. Cut. He literally cut oh, the, his oh, bone. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and he's no, like going to cut no, right to no, the bone. No, no, no. I, I can't believe you're just <laughs> – And we can hear the whole thing and right he was, now. He was in pain. He was – like she was like oh. on a scale of one to ten, ten being the worst pain you've ever felt. What are you sitting at? And he's like said like right up. He's like oh like an eight, but he sounded so <laughs> casual. Like he was just sitting there. Can you leave things alone? <laughs> Can you just leave? Anyway, things alone? anyway. The, so the we nurse kept and, going over and over again. They kept, they talked about it for about half an hour. Right? Yeah, it was full on. Yeah, it was sending me. I was like I can't handle this. Well, yeah, to, so we fine. waited and waited and waited, and then eventually a doctor came or we, a nurse. We I saw, don't know what he was. We saw like. Like three different people in that yeah. time that we had to explain exactly the same story, what happened to Tenley. And then one doctor finally took the blood. He took the blood, took her blood, went off. She nearly fainted from that. It was a lot and I already hadn't eaten much. Another doctor so comes. Blood. He says, what's going on with you? We explained to him as if he doesn't know what's going on. He seemed like the main doctor. And then it just went on and on like that for ages. And then, um, yeah, it all came back all clear. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anything else happened after that. So that after that nine hour wait. Well, I just got taken to the um, CT room. Oh, that's and right. Dad had to CT wait scan. for me while I got wheeled off. Then we had to wait three hours for those results. The CAT scan results. Yep. And then you had also had that beautiful IV drip. Oh yes, that wiped her out too. That was weird. She had that and it like sent her like. I think I had a panic attack. She started yeah crying and being a real bad way. Scared me. Really concerned me. That was when I was talking Lucky to you on the phone. I was not there. Yeah, I think so for that. That bit was horrible. Yeah, so that was our fun experience that you got to miss out on, which was interesting. Yeah, so nine hours. And then at the end of the day, one of the nurses was like, how long have you guys been here for? And we were like, oh, nine hours. And she goes, oh. <laughs> yeah. At least it wasn't oh, 24. Huh. Well, like she's thinking, at least it wasn't 24 like I've been here working. Yeah, yeah, she's like thinking, that's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> so the last hour we get in the room, there's an actual TV, so we get to watch TV. And oh, a yay. bed. We watched and the... I got a bed to actually lie on instead of sit in a chair. Yeah, she got to actually lay down and actually nap properly. But how much better was she when she got home? Yeah, pretty much straight away. Yeah. Like within like the next relief. day, back to normal. What a relief. So yeah, I went to work us. the next day, didn't I? You did. I think it was the, the drip. Yeah, the drip saved you. Mm. Um, can I just say uh, I was addicted to the hokey pokey, but I turned myself around. <laughs> God, that was good. A cheese factory exploded in France. Debris was everywhere. 
The early bird might get the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. What's oh, going on from here? the mouse trap? Yeah, got it. I'm just what kind of audience have I got here? All right, do what do you want to do next? Because it could be time for our special word game. Now it's time for correct me if I'm wrong. Well, my the word game's going to lead on to another little thing after it as well for me. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? Not getting anything out of it. Well, I worry what he's going to do. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are you doing out? Because you did not Just check this with Tenley. Right into I it. can hear myself in the. Okay, good. I can too. So uh, we have our special words, and we have a special thank you to Samara Heavyweight for uh, supplying with a few extra words. We've got one of her words in there. Thank you for that, Samara. Nice, Samara. Uh, ready, gang? Here we go for the first word. Dun, 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 dun. Anthropomorphism. <laughs> Deadly. What? You don't know? You can't say that? Oh, it sounds like that. Say it. <laughs> say it. No. Just about as indie. You won't even try. What? How mum said it. Say it then. How mum said well, You say it. Anthropomorphism. Anthropomorphism. <laughs> <laughs> Anthropomorphism. <laughs> Anthropomorphism. And what does that even mean? Is there a missing letter? No. Anthropomorphism. I bet there Morph? is. Morph? How is that? Morph. How does H? H? There isn't oh, a PH the there. Oh, oh my goodness. That's the thing, right? He's misspelled yeah, the word. Exactly. The P. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in the oh, wrong. Yeah. We, pr- we pronounce that word right. Okay, with the P. You didn't even say it. Correct. Because me. I was like, that ain't. Travis wrong. <laughs> Anthropomorphism. <laughs> Anthropomorphism. So that's where you attribute human characteristics or behaviours to um, like God, animal or objects. Objects. To, to anthropomorphise. Oh, you think that they're real. Or you're like talking to the pen. You're like, hello, I'm a little penny. Yeah, I do that all the time to everything. Yeah. Okay. Well done. That was bad work on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Cryptography. <laughs> uh, Cyro. Cytography? Cry. 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 Cryptography. I saw that closer. Cryptography. Mm. Writing or solving codes. Yeah, it's a good one. A fibrillator. The fibrillator. She got it. Yeah, me too. Say it. The (laughs) fibrillator. Pretty much. We know what that is, don't we? Yeah. Mum, do you know what that is? It's that. That thing they the paddles, gra- they bring them back to life. <laughs> yeah, well, I knew, I knew. Aren't they? I think a medical device that uses electric shock yes. to start a person's heart. Yeah, there you go. Tell will know this one because it's in their favourite TV show. Demagogue. De- oh, Demagogue. Did close. you spell that right? I hope so. You got me questioning myself now. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Your audio G's look like that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a demagogue. 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 It's from Stranger Things, isn't it? Well, it, I mean, that's where they used it in there, but it's a political leader who seeks support by appealing to the desires of prejudiced or ordinary people rather than using rational argument. Erinaceus. <laughs> Actually, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was thinking of a different word. Erinaceus. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always do this to myself. Someone who gets annoyed easily. Oh, no, that was uh, Samara's word, I think. No, that wasn't. No, that wasn't, sorry. Oh, this is a good one. Here we go. Four pass. Oh, it's so close. How'd you know? It's pronounced 
Faux pas. Oh. Faux pas. I always get that wrong. Do you know what faux pas is? Always no. pronounce that wrong. Faux pas is like a socially unacceptable mistake. Okay, here's Samara's word. Thanks, Samara. Pervacious. Pervicious? Pervacious. Pervicious. Pervicious, yeah. Pervicious. Perver- I can't even say it. Pervicacious. Pervicacious. And what is that? That is ex- extremely willful, obstinate, stubborn. Oh. All right. Lucky last, that will lead us on to our next segment. Sorry. Is that loud, was it? Paraprosdokian. Yeah. Well done. That's a D. Whatever. Yeah, that looks like D. two O's. It's the D. That looks like two O's. What am I? What is this? I don't think it's good that we let Dad do this. Yeah, I agree. What do you mean? That does look like how two can I get O's. Does that not? How did you get that as a D? How can Para I? Pros I was going to say. I was going to say. Oh, like, I know the way. In. I know the way Dad writes. He knows about right. He's the worst. <laughs> Paraprosdokian. Yeah, parasprodokian. Now I don't know if that's an actual. That is the word, right? But that means something. Uh, so basically, the. Paraprosdokian comments or sentences as an example of, which is one that I always say, you'll know this one, ready? I want to die peacefully in my sleep, not like my grandfather, um, not screaming and yelling like the passengers in his car. Did I say that right? I want to die peacefully in my sleep like my grandfather, not screaming and yelling like the passengers in his car. There you go. You got it that time. This thing keeps getting in the way. Can't see probably. A bus. Yeah, that's it. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, it. Laptop. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> a bus is a vehicle that runs twice as fast when you are after it as when you are in it. Mm. Change is inevitable, except from a vending machine. A clear conscious. Conscious. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> a clear conscience is usually the sign of a bad memory. Of course, yes. Everyone does something. Uh, going to ter- go- going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than standing in a garage makes you a car. Or going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Thanks for that. There we go. This went well last week. You ready? Uh, so guess this movie. Drug addicted girl takes advantage of mentally challenged boy for three decades. That's got to be Forrest Gump. Oh, well done. Darn it. Worked well. Boy spends seven years being a third wheel. What, are you saying to me like I'm supposed to know what that is? I think you would get it, yeah. No, Harry Potter. Oh, right. (laughs) A group of peasants along with a circus crew have to fight an army of um, dictators and install their own queen again. What? A group of peasants, along with a circus crew, have to fight an army of uh, priest kidnaps child for cult and eventually marriage to politician twice his age. Star Wars. That's Palpatine when she married Anakin. Oh. Oh, got it. I haven't even seen all the Star Wars movies. That's true. You need to see them. No, I don't. That was a dud. Last week's was awesome. The, The Wizard of Oz. All right, this is this. I've been so excited about this. I've been preparing this. I wrote a short, I wrote a short script story, scary story. How do you say that? I wrote a short script that's a scary story. Hmm. There's your bit, Tenley. You highlighted oh, it. Oh my god! Here we go. Here we go. I have. I know you highlighted it. 
and I'm the narrator. Now, Wait, the... hang on. Before we begin, when did you have time to do this? <laughs> when do I have time to prepare all the podcasts? <laughs> okay. Um, what I was thinking I was doing once, because I'll narrate it and then you do your bits and you just notice that at the end it sort of t- uh, gives the, the inflection or, you know, what you put on that mm, when you're speaking. Yeah, did notice uh-huh. that. Yeah, I was mainly talking to mum. I was thinking too, if we do a good job, I might lay a heap of sounds underneath it and make it like a real story. Okay, ready? Should be pretty quick. It is called the Banshee of Slaughter Beach. We fade in an exterior forest night, dark, gloomy, half moon blocked by clouds. We see a girl lying on the ground in the middle of the dark, dense forest. She wakes up, disorientated, looks around in confusion. The forest is eerily quiet and she can't remember how she got there. The moon penetrates slightly through the clouds, the forest branches to cast horrible-looking figures all around her. Where am I? How did I get here? I was just in my room reading. Where am I? The girl smells a familiar forest smells, as well as distinct salty ocean aroma. Suddenly she hears a loud and piercing wail in the distance. She freezes, not knowing what to do. The whale gets closer and closer until she sees a figure emerging from the darkness. It's a banshee, a ghostly apparition with long flowing black oily hair and deathly expression. The girl tries to run, but the banshee blocks her path. You do not belong here! Leave this place or face my wrath! (laughs) The girl is terrified. And doesn't know what to do. She tries to reason with the banshee. Please. I don't know how I got here. I don't know where I am. Can you help me? But the banshee is not interested in helping her. It continues to wail and cry out, making the girl feel more and more afraid. What do you want from me? Why won't you let me leave? What is that smell? (laughs) (laughs) The banshee... (laughs) (laughs) That was so good The (laughs) banshee Okay, reset Here we go The banshee suddenly disappears Leaving the girl alone in the dark forest She's now more lost and scared than ever before Please Someone help me the girl starts to run, noticing a break in the forest with a tiny gap to what seems to be a beach. As she runs, she hears the banshee's wail echoing in the distance, getting louder and louder again. You are heading towards Slaughter Beach. You do not belong here. <laughs> <coughs> Your limbs are my requirement. As the girl furiously heads towards the break in the forest, she drives dives through headfirst into the sand, only to awaken in a hospital, head in pillow with a doctor leaning over her. I have some terrible information to give you. You're a female doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was sexist. Oh. That mum just straight away <laughs> saw it. I'm doctor. like, what is she doing? Just oh talking in normal God. voice but in a oh. real, like, like professional mom, voice. that's just embedded misogyny. <laughs> that's crazy. I have some terrible information to give you. We had to amputate all your limbs after the horrific car accident you were involved in. Where's the beach? <laughs> Sorry. It says whimpering. Sorry, let me whimper. Where's the beach? We fade out. 
Thank you. How's that? <laughs> oh my god, mum. Oh my gosh, you. Where's the beach? Uh, I ended it badly. Eh? I was yeah, joining. Bad. I was going strong, but then I didn't know how to end it. You wrote that. Yeah. That was terrible. What's that smell? I didn't say I was yeah, good. Yeah, what was the smell? What was that smell? I think I was just meaning that the banshee was sticky. <gasps> or the or the forest, I don't know. Why was I the banshee? I didn't say I was good. I didn't say I was good. <laughs> it's better <laughs> than my ghost cause story. Because I, I wanted to do your screaming. I wanted to hear you do like a, <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd do that well. <laughs> uh, that's cool. All right, well, that's all I had to do. If, did we enjoy that? Because we can do that again. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> you that can write one next. so good. Do you want me to write a better one? I, I'm not good at it. Well, you know what I did want to talk about? Uh, we can leave this to next time, but I did. I was researching hazing rituals that have gone terribly wrong. What's a hazing ritual? No, well, here we go. This is good. Do you know what hazing is? Um... They do hazing in like colleges in America and, and in... Oh, what, to like oh, smell, let you in? Smell... Um, well, it's, gases and stuff. Well, hazing or? is specifically like when you get to and like in the army and whatnot, even the police force probably. Where if you're going to be part of our crew, you got to go through these series of tests, and they're not legitimate. They're not like tests that are allowed. So like they got to run through a bus naked or down a hallway naked, all and wax them on the ass with a bat or something. That's more like when you're in college than police. No, they force do it. No, they do army. it all. All of those places. But this is about, these are college ones that I found, mm-hmm. one of them I found. Mm-hmm. So George Desdoon, 19, was kidnapped by his frat brothers for a hazing ritual and restrained with the use of duct tape and zip ties by the frat's freshman pledge. He was asked several questions regarding the fraternity and with every wrong answer he was force-fed vodka, um, other beers, hot sauce, chocolate powder and dish soap. This resulted in his death as well as he was dehydrated due to constant vomiting and was found dead the next morning. Four oh. students were charged with the murder because of his death and a waiting trial for the incident. Isn't that terrible? It is terrible. Mm-hmm. It is terrible. This would happen all around the world where kids just don't realise the danger. I think it's prolific in America and their colleges because uh, that's what I found. Out. Um, but I think it would be here a little bit, but not as much as that because we don't really have the college system as such. as like, No, but they'd always Because they live on campus and stuff. Some kind of daring or, yeah. you know, how tough are you? But the army would definitely have that for sure, hazing. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Mm. We wouldn't know. We've never been in the army. That's true. No. I know how hard it is just to be part of this family. Yeah, you get hazed every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, excellent. So we last last episode discussed my amazing research capabilities mm. of the the pillow segment. You know the the sheets. Yeah. You remember I told you about the sheets, Timmy? No. Okay. The box. What? The sheets where I got the money for it. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So I explained that. So this week of Travis has struck again. Struck again. Travis has struck again. I was very tenderly wanted to do karaoke for a birthday. Mm. So I started researching it, found a place in the city, looked it up, thought it was $80 per head because it said pH. And I'm like, what? The six, it's going to cost like $800 for us. Then I'm like, there's drinks package. That's $229. This is going to cost like $1,300. I'm like, how's that working? 
And I was like, that can't work. I'm telling him, he's like, no, that's too much. That's, that's not right. That's weird. Like she's going, we can't do that then. And then Chase is like, no, that's not right, dude. You must be wrong. And then I look at it. I was like, oh, per, per hour. You rang to find that out. Well, I rang and I checked the drinks package and she said, yes, it's $229 on top of the room. I went, okay, that makes sense. When I looked at the room with that was $8 per head, but it's $8 per hour. For all of us. Yes. So not, only works not out per to, person. So only works out to $26 each. Which is well, if, so no, cheap. If it, was, if it did the three-hour package with the drinks, it was $38 each. So it's heaps cheaper. Now, Tenley, I did already tell Dad that there's no way that's per person. And that no, I believed you because I didn't. It was like it didn't seem right, but he's was adamant that it was. I was so stuck on that. I don't get how you'd read that per head. I don't know why I did. They would say per person. Yeah, they would exactly. I don't know why I got stuck on it like that. I don't think that's going to cover up your other stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Maybe we should just. Mom, pass me my phone. Do you remember? Do you remember these? Ad, this advert. I know you used to love this advert so Thank much. There is nothing like a crown. How good is that? You don't remember that ad? Mm-hmm, I yeah, remember that crowd. ad. I'm just not sure why you have such fond memories of that ad. I just, because I just love TV, so I love TV, so I love watching ads. Okay. So, you know, what, like if you think of ads with music that you used to love or sound songs or whatever, you know, it's like the start of a TV show or something, you know, like yeah, Friends. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. That. Well, you know, I've got. Um, that's stuck in my head at the moment. I don't care. I love it. I don't care. I love it. Now, obviously, that's KFC, right? Yeah, well, that's from the footy. And I'm like, what's that got relevance? I don't care. I love it. And I'm thinking, what does, why would you use that as a catchphrase? But then I realized every time you go, do you want Kentucky Fried Chicken? My first thought you I s- ever have is how fattening it is. You sing it. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. So I go, oh, my gosh, it's like the most <laughs> fattening thing I could have right now. So they're accepting their. So they're going, I don't care. I love it. <laughs> so they're actually doing the best thing they can do. They're changing. So. They're, they're, they're coming forward with the argument that I have the instant you go, let's get KFC. I'm like, no way, this is the most fattening thing. And they're like, I don't care. Uh, I love, I love it. it. Yeah, I guess so. How clever is that? Yes. Because I sing that. <laughs> you do every time. So they've, they've punched a hole in my argument. Yeah. I can't even come back from You're that. You're like, I'm on board. So I just get on board every time you say, let's have KFC. <laughs> <laughs> so they're absolute geniuses, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's marketing, isn't it? Marketing well, you got the crown one. Did you end up drinking crown beer? Oh, my goodness. It's so embarrassing. It's it's like forklift. 
They make four pairs. Oh, pairs. I thought it was a beer. Didn't you listen to the advert? I Pick know. it up and putting it there, well, taking it I, here, taking I it there. It was like solo. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you no bubbles, so you can slam it down fast. Yeah, see, there's another one. See, but that's yeah. Well, that's I love the, actually, solo, that's the and I think it's for that reason. That's the slogan. So every time I think I'm really thirsty and I don't want water, I instantly think of solo. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that. Less down, less on the fizz. What does it say? We yeah, slide on the fizz so you can slam, slam it down, down fast. fast. And like, you got the guy just go while he's yeah, 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 and it's all gone down his chest and that. And I love solo, and you love solo. Yeah, I've always love loved it. solo, and it's just and I just, you can slam it down fast. And I and I feel it's really refreshing. So you know, I jump on it now. So with the crown that you just sung to me, I do remember it, but I we did like obviously forgot that it mm. was a truck, a forklift. Forklift. I yeah. thought it was a beer. That is weird though. That picking it, it up and slamming it down. <laughs> no, picking it up and putting it down. I thought he said slamming no, it down. No, you're picking it up and putting it down, taking okay. it here, taking it there. So I was thinking of slamming. Can I show you like something a else? Beer. I think. Did you ever buy a forklift? No, no. Well, then that ad didn't work. I'd, I, why would I buy a forklift? I don't need a forklift. Well, then why were they even targeting you for that ad? I don't know. Why, why were they it on TV, like, I guess? Well, they, they wasted awesome. their Such money, Such a catchy tune, though. <laughs> that was so old. Have you got some? No. What are you doing then? I'm just researching something interesting to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing well there. She hasn't there. got anything yet. Do you remember this? I think, I think my sister had one of these, um, Michelle. So I see if you remember these. I'll play mm-hmm. the ad into it and I'll show you the ad as I'm playing it already. Yeah. Do you remember those? No. See, the skates had like little flints in them, so when a skate, they would actually spark out. Do they cause a fire? Yeah, they they got in trouble for them. Early nineties rollerblade Barbie was recalled by Martel, uh, Mattel, sorry, after numerous complaints were made about the Barbie's rollerblades being potential fire hazard. While her skates flashed with harmless LED lights, they also fired out sparks when you rolled along a flat surface. One parent in 1993 wrote, Last year my daughter received presents of two rollerblade Barbies uh, by Mattel. Uh, eight-year-old daughter were playing along a beauty shop with her four-year-old brother. After sparking, after spraying him with a spray, the child began to play with the boot to the rollerblade Barbie. My little girl instantly ran the skate across my brother's bottom, which immediately ignited his clothes. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no, he wasn't naked. It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, on his bum, I guess, because he was laying down. Yeah. And it lit him on fire. <gasps> I don't remember him being that, like, they were that pretty. sounds pretty They were just like on. a flint. No, because you'd have to have something to light up. It wouldn't. They wouldn't have lit up unless his clothes. Did when it no, happens? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because I don't see how that could light up without a gas well, or. Exactly, because I assume it would be a similar flint to in a lighter. It's when you're going flicking well, the lighter. He must have farted at that. <laughs> point where unless, she ran it across the bottom and that's why she made sure it was clear that it was a bot that it was the bottom that it ran across was being run across unless his clothes were so flammable which maybe like highly flammable things like this Udi Tenley's wearing yeah <laughs> so did you find anything no, no. <laughs> <laughs> nothing 
No. Nothing at all. So you've got nothing you can talk about. Well, I was trying to look up riddles, but they were all old ones. So I oh, riddles. Up. That's a good idea. That's what you wanted, wasn't it? Yeah. You got yourself a new tattoo this week. An eight ball on fire. Yep. Can an eight ball really catch on fire? An eight ball? Can an eight ball? An eight yeah. ball? Oh, can an eight ball. Oh. Uh, if you put petrol on it, I guess. Or does it? Is it meaning, is it symbolising that you're so fast on the pool table? Yeah, I hit it so hard. <laughs> that it catches on. <laughs> that, it, what you, that it ignited. What do you hit hard? <laughs> the eight ball. I hit it hard. Brown beer. <laughs> <laughs> Solo. In my head, KFC. It's <laughs> <laughs> about me. It's free. <laughs> you want me to keep going? Oh, you want me to go? Okay, that's it. <laughs> Cover till next time. <laughs> Cover till next time. Okay. Okay. I guess that's it then, is it? All right. Well, thanks for being here, Tenley. Anytime. Bye. Thanks. thanks for joining us, Tenley, and your oodle. <laughs> oodle. <laughs> your oodie. Oodie. <laughs> All right. Say it now then. Go. All right. Cover till next time. Okay. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Come and do it next time. No, you can just say bye. <laughs> <laughs> just say bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Oh, hey. Hey, how you going? It's Trav here. You made it all the way through the podcast and now you're a little bit more wiser, knowledgeable, clever, insightful, brainy, and I would even say discerning. But not after this podcast anyway. You probably just burnt some really important brain cells listening to that. I hope you enjoyed the little script I wrote. It wasn't very good, but it was a lot of fun for me to write and even more reading it aloud. I decided to edit it all together for you guys and I decided to put some fun sound effects underneath it and also cut out all the laughs that Nat and Ten were giving me as they performed the script. So stay tuned because here for you now is the gift that keeps on giving. I hope you enjoy this scary story. The Banshee of Slaughter Beach. It is called the Banshee of Slaughter Beach. We fade in an exterior forest night, dark, gloomy, half-moon blocked by clouds. We see a girl lying on the ground in the middle of the dark, dense forest. She wakes up, disorientated, looks around in confusion. The forest is eerily quiet and she can't remember how she got there. The moon penetrates slightly through the clouds. The forest branches to cast horrible-looking figures all around her. Where am I? How did I get here? I was just in my room reading. Where am I? The girl smells a familiar forest smells, as well as distinct salty ocean aroma. Suddenly she hears a loud and piercing wail in the distance. She freezes, not knowing what to do. The wail gets closer and closer, until she sees a figure emerging from the darkness. It's a banshee! ghostly apparition with long flowing black oily hair and deathly expression. The girl tries to run but the banshee blocks her path. The girl is terrified and doesn't know what to do. She tries to reason with the banshee. Please, I don't know how I got here. I don't know where I am. Can you help me? But the banshee is not interested in helping her. It continues to wail and cry out, making the girl feel more and more afraid. What do you want from me? Why won't you let me leave? What is that smell? The banshee suddenly disappears, leaving the girl alone in the dark forest. 
She's now more lost and scared than ever before. Please, someone help me. The girl starts to run, noticing a break in the forest with a tiny gap to what seems to be a beach. As she runs, she hears the banshees wail echoing in the distance, getting louder and louder again. You head towards Slaughter Beach! Do not be Your limbs are my requirement! As the girl furiously heads towards the break in the forest, she dives through headfirst into the sand, only to awaken in a hospital, head in pillow with a doctor leaning over her. I have some terrible information to give you. We had to amputate all your limbs after the horrific car accident you were involved in. Where's the beach? We fade out. 